Hey, this is Brad Banster along with my incredibly good friend, John Cahill, as we start to bring back uh, our talks about football, high school week two, look forward to week three. Uh, John, are you ready for this unbelievable broad uh, podcast tonight? Uh, it, it, it's going to be epic, and we've got a special guest tonight, which I think is going to really add some flavor to the oh. uh, to the second one here. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be interesting to talk to him because we know that uh, our guest later on is going to be Ryan Carter, the coach of Clyde Flyers. Huge game this weekend in the SBC. It's hard to believe, John, that um, you know week three we're already talking huge conference uh, games, but uh, that's exactly what we got this weekend. Oh yeah, that's a, it's it's a big game. I uh, you know the the Tiffin Clyde game. I read the Tiffin coach's uh, quotes in the paper, and he kind of made me laugh. And uh, those are two good programs. The game last year was epic. The game year before was epic. So yeah, it's a big one, and uh, a lot of big conference games. Going to be a fun weekend. All right. Before we move on and talk to Coach Carter, talk a little more about that game. Let's go back. Um, let's go back to last week. Now we can't get away from this COVID thing. It's not going anywhere. Um, let me ask you this. Would Dr. Fauci be proud of what you saw at your last football game? Um, yeah, he would be. Uh, if he were there, I think he would have been tickled. Uh, so far in the two Fremont games I've covered, I think most of the fans get it. They may not agree with it, but they get it, that these are the rules in place. We've got to follow them. And so uh, good, I went down to the concession stand at halftime, good social distancing there. The fans are spread out. Again, you know, Fremont's got a big stadium, so you can you can definitely pick your seats. Um, but, yeah, the kids were good. The fans were good. I think uh, overall Dr. Fauci would give it a thumbs up. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. Dr. Fauci would be proud of me because I'm the sideline reporter, uh, which now basically means I am the end zone reporter. And, my goodness, dude, there, ain't, there, there isn't anyone within probably 20 to 30 yards of me most of the game I get it a periodic text somebody or people say you know you look lonely down there and that dude I'm telling you uh, at our game um, you know I I think social distancing has gone pretty well and like you said agree or disagree um, the fans kind of know what they need to do to keep this season moving forward Um, one interesting thing or how about this give me a takeaway or two from this week two football season uh, you know, I think, uh, for one, I think you were used to being in the end zone by yourself with lots of distance back when you played because you were scoring <laughs> touchdowns for the Bellevue Red. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, takeaways, I, I think you're seeing a lot of the traditional powers uh, that this COVID didn't affect, you know, in our area. Uh, you know, in, in the track, Central Catholic with a big win. And, you know, this was a year that people talked about somebody being able to get them. And so far, uh, you know, they beat who I think most people would say in our conference uh, would be their big big challenger this year until Little St. John's in a great game. Uh, you know, Clyde and Tiffin taking care of business. So I think my takeaway is that the teams that have traditionally uh, in our area have been strong, uh, you know, this this the lack of practice, lack of preparation, you know, the weight room being shut down for a long time, it really uh, hasn't changed a whole lot in terms of who's winning football games right now. Sure. I'll tell you, I'll give you one interesting takeaway for me, which, you know, never really dawned on me until I've seen it. I was doing the Bellevue Norwalk game uh, last week and Bellevue, great defense, by the way, unbelievable defense. But I was doing the game. And so I look out on the field. Here's what I noticed. And like I said, it never comes to your mind uh, until you actually see it. But there was a Big Ten official on the field and three Mid-American Conference officials all doing a high school football game. And, you know, coaches like to complain a lot, John, and I know you as a coach, you don't typically complain very much. Um, but, but like, you know, 
when do you get that kind of officiating in a high school setting? Wow. I, I, I didn't know uh, you, you didn't fill me in on that in the pre-broadcast. That's you. Joel Clay, one of the guys doing the game? Joel or? Clay was one of the guys. I think there was a replay official from the Mid-American Conference. Uh, there was a headlinesman wow. uh, on the uh, from the Mid-American Conference. So, I mean, like, you know, just something that you kind of maybe lose sight of is the fact that they're not playing football, the Big Ten or the MAC. So right. kind of a pleasant surprise, I think, by some of the coaches in the area. Very cool. That, that's really cool. And it's very cool, like, that Joel's – well, and Joel's a good guy. We, we talk with Joel forever. Uh, so did our guest host, Ryan Carter, coming up soon. Uh, but Joel's a good guy. But I think it's cool that, you know, Joel, we know him well, but he's not too big time to do a high school game, you know, even though he's – you know, doing Ohio State or Michigan on most Saturdays. So that's cool. I did not know that. That's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, moving on. Let's talk here real quick, John. Three to see. I'm going to give you three football players that I think had really, really good uh, performances Tuesday night. Now, I could pick five. I could pick ten. But here's three that stood out to me. All right, let's go with number one. Your first one, senior Cole Parker from Huron. 11 of 14, 146 yards passing. 109 yards on the ground with two touchdowns, two TDs here on big over Willard. Jaden Cook. Clyde. All yep. right. Junior quarterback. He, he was playing. They took on Perkins. They had a big win. He was 15 of 22, wow. 315 yards passing, two TDs. And the last one, the third one to see, kind of an interesting, we don't talk much about him, but Norwalk St. Paul was playing Ashland Crestview. Camden Crabs, 27 carries, 226 yards, five TDs. So kind of impressive out of those three individuals. Oh, yeah. And here on off to a great start, Clyde off to a great start, St. Paul off to a great start. So uh, three guys that, you know, definitely have done some good work so far. I, all three teams are 2-0. and oh, And uh, that, that's, uh, that's a good segment we've got going here, I think, because, you know, sometimes you – you see some of these numbers, but with so many games going on, you don't get a chance to really talk about them. And uh, yeah, I think uh, all three of those guys are great nights and uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I believe people are able to send us messages. So if you can do that and you know of some top performers in our area, give us a shout out, send us a message as we move on. Honorable mention, I will say this and John, I talked about a little bit earlier, Bellevue's defense, two very, very good performances that have they were put they had their backs against the wall several times uh but they really did some nice things uh defensively um let's take a look next week okay uh we talked about tiffin and clyde what are your thoughts on that game uh it i think it's going to be a great battle the last two years have been unbelievably good and uh it seems like uh, reading Coach Lutz's uh, comments, and I believe that's how you say his name from Tiffin, the, that he, he, he said anytime he sees a plane, a plane fly over, he says, get out of your flyer because he's had no luck against Clyde. It seems like the home team has won that game a lot. So, um, you know, I, Clyde has a lot of questions to answer. Tiffin has a lot of experience back. Um, I'm sure Coach Carter, he loves that underdog role. He gets to play it a little bit this week. So I think that's going to be a, a great battle. Uh, if I'm picking, I pick Clyde. Uh, but – you know, I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. Yeah, I do too. I think it's going to be a game to watch. I mean, there'll be a lot of eyes, especially at SBC Lake Division, you know, and we were talking about uh, some other things too real quick, John, and that is, um, you know, every team gets in the playoff. How, how does that affect teams or fans knowing that, you know, you get in no matter what? 
But you're still playing for that seeding, which is they're going to vote on it like, you know, we do in basketball. So I think there is a level of you still, obviously you want to win. But I, I will say I've been so impressed with coaches and ADs. And this is something, again, we didn't talk about. But, you know, Hopewell, they have COVID. They, they have to shut down. And they have a game, uh, and, and, and Gibsonburg decides we'll move it back so we can play. So they end up playing the game on Monday. And then Margaret, our good friend Drew Grawl, moves his game to Saturday to give him more prep time, you know, because they just played Monday. So I think people are – everybody's still competitive, but maybe sports has taken a little bit more of a common-sense approach with some of these administrators now and coaches that it's – you're still trying to win, but maybe it's not as win at all cost. Um, the one thing I'll ask you is how many teams that – if everybody makes the playoffs, how many will opt out? I think that's an interesting question, especially if you're a team, maybe you get some injuries, you're a small school, you go 0-6. Do you really want to play that number one seed and you know end your season getting 60 hung on you? Or do you maybe decide to play somebody else who's 0-6 so somebody gets a win? Um, all these things, John, that you, know, you really don't think about until you're kind of uh, thrusted into this where you're right, it makes a good point. Let's say you're 0-6. Do, do you get in the tournament? Uh, you know, the playoff, or do you simply schedule some other teams, uh, you know, that you maybe you can comp- compete against a little bit better. That's, that's actually a very interesting point. Very awesome. Which is, uh, which is surprising for you, John, you know, to be honest, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but uh, it is, it's an excellent point you made and it'll be interested how many teams do decide to opt out and actually go to those, uh, uh, those kinds of, uh, you know, more of uh, just a seasonal game. So, you know, you as a coach, let's just say you're coaching football right now, you know, puts you on the spot a little bit, John. What do you do? You're 0-6, which we know you would never be, but you're 0-6, you're going into the tournament. You know, what do you think, what do you think your kids, your players would want with, you know, just dealing with the kids you work with? What would they want? Well, I think everybody wants a chance to, to be competitive and win. And I think most of the people would want to play, play in the playoff game. But if you're playing, you know, like around here, if you're a D, a small school and you've played St. Paul and they beat you 55 to nothing and you draw into St. Paul again, it's a, it's a lose, lose, you know, like nobody's winning that. If you have a game that you maybe could schedule like a, like a Fremont Sandusky or Clyde Bellevue and not saying those, but a rivalry game like that where you could play that week seven uh, or week eight, whatever. And that's going to be an interesting thing too, Brad, in that you can play up to 10 games. So if both teams lose in week seven in the playoffs, do you see some of those traditional rivalry games that maybe aren't getting played this year uh, still get played? So, hey John, uh, 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 a word that you probably hear coaches say a lot that you're never used to them saying is, I don't know. You know, I don't know how yeah. many times coaches <laughs> have used the word, I don't know, and all this. I mean, you with your Fremont Ross team, your basketball team, how many times have kids ask you a question and you simply go, I don't know? Oh, well, if you if you ask me our start date or when our first game is, you know, usually I could give you a countdown of exactly how many days we have until our first practice, exactly how many days we have until our first game. And uh, I haven't even counted them up. This is, you know, my 20-something year as head coach just because I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sure. I really Last thing, Coach, real quick. Uh, yep. Ross or Lima this weekend? Who you got? Little Giants. Yeah, of course, we have to. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment, and we will be bringing in Coach Ryan Carter to get his thoughts, maybe even get to know him a little bit more outside of football, along with his thoughts on the big game coming up this weekend. And it should be fun, Coach. I can't wait. All right. We are now here. Let's move on with Coach Ryan Carter, the uh, the head football coach of the Clyde Flyers. Coach Carter, John Cahill, and I are glad to have you be our inaugural first guest on the show. How are you, Coach? I'm wonderful, boys. How are you guys? 
Uh, well, I'm great. John, how about you? I don't think it can get any better than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I got two legends here I'm doing this with. But anyway, Coach, you got a big game. You're no stranger to big games, right? You have, uh, you know, your playoff run, state title game last year. You have our semi-pro pickup games back in the gym. Uh, but you got a big one this weekend. Uh, what about your team, Coach? Uh, have they – did they make the improvement you wanted to see from first game to second game? Well, to be honest with you, um, before we get into that, uh, <laughs> if we're going to talk semi-pro. We have to talk game-winning bank shots. <laughs> and um, you were the you were the absolute king of game winning bank shots, especially on Lucas Messer while yelling game. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because John and I are talking about old Lucas Messer is going to find his way back into this uh, a little later in the broadcast. But some epic games. I like it. I like it. I like it. No, um, I know we. Uh, I saw it really progress uh, well from week one to week two. I'll tell you what we had, and it, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit, but we had a young, inexperienced team on the road, and um, they really kind of freaked out a little bit early on. We couldn't get uh, we couldn't get lined up. I couldn't get guys in the right formation. I couldn't get the right guys on the field. I had to use a, uh, a couple of timeouts early just to get formation set. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of that growing pain with young kids and, and inexperienced kids, especially on the road. Um, but I really felt like once we settled down and, um, you know, our, our kids really uh, uh, focused in on the task, um, I really thought we got after them pretty well. Very cool. Coach, I got a question for you. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but you were an all-Ohio football player for Clyde and then went on to play at the Division One level at Ball State. In all of that time, what was the toughest uh, crash station you ever went through or maybe your favorite crash station, which would be like a conditioning station? What would be the top one you went through? Well, to be honest with you, John, this is a completely loaded question. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will say if you're, if, you're category, if, you're, if you're lumping together hardest and most entertaining, there, there really can't be uh, a two, one and two alike because – the the backward uh, pedal, um, <laughs> the jog walk station that Mr. Cahill used to, to used to run during time, um, and the creative things that Coach Cahill would come up with during cat, uh, crash stations were uh, definitely definitely on the top of my list of crash stations. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, Kurt, I've never been around anybody that uh, that talks more than this young man, John Cahill, and uh, I don't know if I ever will be. Um, <laughs> Uh, for sure. Uh, but let me ask you this. Looking forward to Tiffin, Coach. Uh, do you feel like you're coming around and your game plan's coming around for Tiffin next week? Um, Yeah. I mean, we, we're coming around. But, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we we got a long way to go as a football team. And this week is uh, – it's a whole new animal, guys. Um, you know, Tiffin Columbian is they, – they just – you know, for for lack of a better way of saying it, they've been down for, I'm going to say, you know, five or six years. And since Coach Lutz has got there a couple of years ago, um, they just really had those athletes coming back through that you really know Tiffin has. And, and he's got it. He's got it really rolling over there. And they have they have some superior athletes and some su- superior speed. And, you know, I just think it's, you know, one of those cyclical things that 
you know, it's time for Tiffin to be good again. And um, he's really got it going. Um, they have some kids that are, uh, that are tough to handle on your best night. Uh, they have a couple of running backs uh, in the Conley kid and the Jackson kid that are, are big, strong, fast athletes. They have a freshman and a sophomore playing quarterback, uh, the Beeston kid and the, and one of the Rogo twins. And uh, they're, they're very, uh, they're very uh, big up front uh, that they put in front of all that skill. Uh, and then they're, they're, they're very well coached. Uh, their kids are always in the right spot and they play extremely fast and hard. So we have, um, we have definitely our work cut out for us. Uh, you know, we're going to find out if we're ready for a game like that um, because they're going to come at us with everything they have. That's awesome. Coach, I got one question about playoffs. I know it's a ways off, but this was something Grant and I talked about in an earlier segment. You have a vote like we do in basketball for the playoffs, I believe, this year. When, when is that vote, and do you vote like one through the entire region, or how does that go, or do you know yet? I'm going to be honest, JC. We are not um, 100%. Uh, we, we have not been told 100% what we're doing. Um, I, I do know that they're doing a vote. I know that everybody's in. Uh, I know they're doing it a lot like basketball where, where everybody gets seated, but – I don't know, you know, I've heard, honestly, I've heard that they're seeding the entire division four and, and it's going to be one to however many teams are in. Wow. And, and, and you know, one plays 52 and you know what I mean? Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine that they're going to do that because they're supposed to play higher seed all the way through to the state championship game. Right. So if, if, if you're, if, if you get seated with the 36 team in the state and it's Cincinnati, Wyoming, and they're a higher seed than I am. And, right. You know, I got to go to Cincinnati in round one to play my, I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's feasible. I, I don't, but I don't know. I don't think they have a true answer yet. Coach. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, as a coach, uh, you know, people come to you, you know, and look at you as a leader. They look at you for answers. And I asked John this as a coach, but as you, as a coach, Coach, how many times have you responded from your leadership position this year with, I don't know? <laughs> too many. There's too many. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's just so many unknowns and so many things that are different this year. Um, you know, you know, it's tough on me and tough on our staff. I, I hate to see what it's going to be like for, for John in, in, the, in the winter when you're trying to play inside and, and what mm -hmm. regulations they put on that. You guys know as well as I do, Brad. I heard you say it on, on the broadcast. You know, standing down in the field last week was eerie. I mean, it's just you, you have a, a sense of you can hear everything. You can hear everything everybody said. I, I, I find myself still covering up my play call. Because I don't want the defense, I don't want the defense to hear me. You sure, know? I get it. Uh, it's it's definitely different, and but in the same token, we're playing, and the kids are getting to be out there on a Friday night and, and getting uh, getting that experience. So uh, it, it's definitely different. You know, we had our first day of school today. Talk about definitely different. I mean, Shoot, no doubt. I had, you know I had classes with two and three kids, and and you know you, you have uh, you, you have lunch rooms where they can't. You know, our lunchroom was silent because everybody's sitting away from each other and, and nobody's with their friends and you got half the, half the population in there. So the whole world's different right now. We get that, but uh, we're just trying to make the most of it. All right. I'll <laughs> let Coach, uh, Coach Kale, you got anything else? Uh, you're never short for words before we kind of get into the final get-to-know Coach Carter segment. 
Now, I, I want to get the Coach Carter segment, but I will say this uh, on the record here. Coach Carter could coach bowling and be good at it. He is one, yeah, of, the, one of the finest coaches uh, in the whole time I've been around. And he played for great coaches, Bob Bishop, all the people he played for. But he, he's, he was a great basketball coach. He, he coached softball. He was good at that. The guy can coach. He's got a way with kids. And uh, I'm ready to find out his, uh, his end, end questions. There. This is going to be huge, Carter. You're ready. All right, All right, 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 right. I'm going to fire some questions at you, my man. Okay. And they're quick. If you just want to leave it a single answer, that's fine. If you want to do a real brief explanation, that's fine. But just a little bit to get to know you uh, kind of on a coaching personal level here. So real quick, Coach, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Coach. So here we go. Country or rap? Country. Country. Um, yes or no? Does the Big Ten have any kind of season at all this year? Yes. Major League Baseball or NBA? Oh, um, <laughs> can I can I opt out? I, I don't know. Baseball one, is so coach. boring. I like to go to baseball games and stand in the outfield and have an adult beverage and watch. But uh, NBA is painful right now. Um, I, 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 I'm opting out of that question. All right, Michigan, Ohio State. Oh come on, that's OSU. Uh, Browns or Bengals? Browns. Mark May or Rod Gilmore? Oh. <laughs> um, Mark May. Ranch or butter? Say that again. Ranch dressing or butter? Butter, because I'm a blue cheese fan. I hate ranch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, you haven't lost a lot of games. Here we go. What's tougher to lose as a coach or a player? As a coach, definitely. All right. Which is harder, Coach? COVID during football or having your new newborn during football? COVID, for sure. <laughs> You're relying on a good wife, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Snapchat or TikTok? Snapchat. All right. Uh, this is a John Cahill question. Here you go. Who is the better number 40 in Clyde Hoops <laughs> history? Ryan Carter or Lucas Messer? Lucas Messer with <laughs> All right, and here we go. Ryan, winding things down here, Coach. Um, bigger ego, John Cahill or Brad Bannister? John Cahill. <laughs> Coach, it was awesome having you on. We wish you the very best of luck moving, uh, moving on this week and playing Tiffin. Thanks, guys. Uh, it was fun. Much appreciated. All right. Get it done, Card. See you, buddy. See you, guys. All righty, this is Brad Bannister signing out from Disco and the Deuce, Kale and the Deuce, with my good friend John Cahill. Until next week, adios. See you, Deuce.